Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips to gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, J.K. Amazi, Certified Sex and Porn Addiction Recovery Coach. Today, we're going to be talking about how pornography affected your childhood. Do you remember the first time when you were exposed to pornography? And was it as a child? Most men that I speak to were usually exposed to pornography for the first time between the age of 8 and 11. And this is a topic that I rarely discuss, mainly because as a recovery coach and mentor, I focus on working with very busy professionals who are dealing with a crisis. So I focus on helping men with their present problem in the present moment with a goal for getting them to a specific place that they want to be in the future with regards to their compulsive behavior. Of course, rid of it and the other areas in their life they want to improve simultaneously. However, as time has gone on, I've realized that many men are quite averse to therapy. And therapy is different from what I do. Therapy will go into your past and help you address some of your childhood issues. But I think in Western culture, there is a little bit of a stigma that's attached to visiting a therapist, seeing a shrink, the whole, I'm crazy, something is wrong with me as a man, I should be able to deal with this myself. So since so many of you will not go see a therapist and talk about your childhood, <laughs> we're going to talk about it today and do a little bit of coming to terms with and understanding our exposure to pornography when it began and how it impacts our lives. And I'm going to start by using myself as an example. Now, some of you may know that my first exposure to pornography was when I was around eight years old, and I distinctly remember it. My parents were busy professionals, and they frequently left us in the care of a nanny. And... I remember one day when I was playing with my sisters, the nanny was just sitting on the chair in the living room and she was reading a comic book. I was curious about it and she refused to show it to me, stating that it was for adults. Well, I was a curious child and I was determined to find out what was in this. I was like, it's a comic book I've never read before. I'm going to see what's up. So I found out that she hid it under her bed and she was a live-in nanny and <laughs> went under her bed and I found it. And it was pornography. I still remember the, the images till today. The interesting thing was that while I was shocked, I was also strangely thrilled by the images. I mean, instinctively, I knew it wasn't something that I should have been looking at, that this was a grown-up thing. This was an adult thing. These images formed a permanent mark on my memory. Now, it's really easy to get exposed to pornography as a child. That incident happened over 20 years ago, brothers, long before easily accessible internet pornography, before smartphones, before tablets. Yet it still wasn't too hard to get exposed to pornography. So there are two main ways that you were exposed to porn as a child. First way is your parents' porn stash. Now, this is fairly common. I was 13 when I found my father's porn stash under his bed, and that was around the same time that I learned how to masturbate. So I would, quote-unquote, borrow his magazines again and again. And the second way was, is by exposure you know, by a family member or a friend. And this is very common. You know, in my high school, 
Playboy magazines were passed around and I eventually accumulated a small stash of my own. You know, so everyone has a different reaction to pornography the first time they are exposed to it. For some of us, it's exciting and stimulating. For others, it can be quite shocking. It can be confusing. And I'm really curious to know what it was for you. Feel free to hop into our Facebook group if you are already a member of the Facebook group. Let's talk about that a little bit. I'll be posting a link to the podcast in there as well. Now, your age also plays a huge role in your reaction to the first time you were exposed to pornography. You are more likely to feel stimulated and excited in your teens than when you are, for instance, let's say six years old. And similarly, your religion, your family values and society plays a role as well. I've seen conservative men who, while they were teenagers, get so shocked at pornography that they, they reported it to their parents, okay? Even when they were 14, 15 years old. And growing up in a family that is open-minded, a family which promotes open communication, this also has a huge impact because a parent's reaction to finding out that you've been exposed to pornography has a severe impact on your future interaction with pornography. In my case, one day my mother decided that she was done with my room being a dump. And she took it upon herself to thoroughly clean it up, whether I liked it or not. <laughs> and much to my disappointment, she went through everything. And I was 14 years old. So inevitably, she discovered my collection of Playboy magazines. And she informed me that this offense was so egregious, so bad, so terrible, that only my father could handle it. Now, my dad has a temper. He had more of a temper back then. And he was one of those men who found it much easier to use his belt <laughs> or his hands <laughs> to get his message across. And I don't mean this in a, in a like, ooh, you were physically abused. I was whooped as a kid and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> but I was terrified of a whooping. And I was 14 years old too. So it had been a long time since my, I'd even done something that would warrant my dad whooping me you know, but I was still terrified. So the, the next two days were the longest two days in my teenage memory. And I sat waiting to hear my dad's booming voice calling for me. But fortunately, my, my mother never reported this incident and I was spared a whooping. She gave me back the magazines and she told me to throw them away. And I can't remember what I did with them, but I believe I still hid one of them and threw away the rest. And she did tell me that she was so disappointed in me. That I remember distinctly. She really was disappointed. That incident didn't stop me from looking for pornography or masturbating. In fact, it seared into my mind the fact that looking at naked women was bad and that there was punishment for it. And then it made me feel guilt and shame whenever I masturbated, which is pretty much every day for the next decade. To understand your current struggle with pornography, it's important to understand why you use pornography as a child. Now, there are four main reasons, and the first is to learn about sex. So I remember being in high school, talking about sex with a group of friends. I was just laughing my ass off when one of the more popular guys who claimed to have plenty of sex stated that, you know, the penis never fully enters the vagina. Only the head of the penis does. This is what this genius said. 
Now, this was hilarious, you know, because um, any of you who grew up with magazines know that they never showed full penetration in magazines, only the head of the penis in the vagina. And the rest of the penetration was left to the viewer's imagination. So it's an incident that illustrates just how misguided we can be about sex. Now, mind you, the guy who made this assertion was a 17-year-old straight-A student. And we all knew from the images in our biology book that a penis was fully capable of penetrating a vagina all the way. Yet, the image from pornography had replaced the biological reality of what he knew. That's how powerful pornography is. So even today, you have grown men that I speak with have no idea uh, what some average statistics on sex and pornography are. So in conclusion, I'm going to share a few of them. The first one is, did you know that most female porn stars have genital cosmetic surgery performed to look more aesthetic? And when I say most, I mean almost all. So the vagina that you're looking at in pornography, even amateur pornography, is a vagina that has been cosmetically modified. So that changes your expectation about what a vagina looks like. 90% of female porn stars have breast implants. You're not going to see many realistic looking breasts in pornography these days. Again, this goes for even the material that counts as amateur pornography. 100% of porn stars in any magazines have been enhanced via Photoshop or something similar. And let's talk about the penis. Did you know that the average man's penis size, regardless of race, is 5.8 inches? And the average male porn star's penis is 8 inches long. Now, <laughs> I know a lot of guys are just like, what? I didn't know that. I have guys who reach out to me and go like, ah, oh, JK, I'm you know really worried about my penis size, blah, 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 blah. Dude, the guys in porn are unusual, okay? They are a very small percentage of the population. Did you know that majority of pornography sets have hardcore drugs available to numb the pain of multiple takes? Most men don't know this because you're not aware that when you're watching pornography and let's say the scene is 12 minutes long or 3 minutes long, that it may have taken anywhere from 3 to maybe even 12 hours to shoot that scene that you're watching. And of course, a woman is going to get sore, a man is not going to be able to perform, so they have hardcore drugs available so that they can shoot a scene multiple times and stay in the mood. With that in mind, did you know that 95% of all male porn stars take performance-enhancing pills like Cialis, Viagra, and whatever else is out there in order to perform for a long period of time? Again, I'm only mentioning this not just so you are aware of them, but so that you can question some of your beliefs about sex and your behavior with sex that you may have picked up when you started watching pornography at a very young age. Not now. Now you have beliefs about sex, about genitals of men and women, about people's performance. But if you started watching pornography as a child, all right, the foundations of this belief were already set then. And guess what? 
they haven't changed since then, the vast majority of them. So that's really something to think about, and I hope you leave this podcast with that thought in your mind. That's all I have for today. I'm JK, your brother in the struggle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Porn Reboot Podcast. I'll speak to you later in the week. Have a great day.